Let's Make It is brought to you by Ting, the new way everyone is getting their cell service. No overage penalties, great rates, keep what you do not use, no contracts, and someone will actually pick up the phone when you need support. Use our link and get $25 off your first month's service or your new phone. Just go to tech-zen.tv ting to save $25. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Make It. And tonight I have Bob back with me. How you doing, Bob? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Vacation was good. You haven't talked to me since vacation. So uh, nope. the kids the kids have gone home and uh, we're back to normal. And everybody survives. And every, Congratulations. Everybody survived. That's right. So, yeah, I was getting a little worried about the survival thing there for a little while. Because they were, I'm not used to getting kids woken up at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's a new experience <laughs> for me. So, all right. So, this week we have a couple of things. Uh, I want to start out. Uh, I mentioned in the past about um, working on this hardware controller. And I did some service mining this week. Actually, I did it last week, some too. And I... I've had some good and bad experiences with that. I'm actually going to cover that next week because I did videotape. Uh, I videotaped the good experiences. I forgot to videotape the bad experiences. I didn't um, have a camera ready, uh, but I'm going to describe some of the things that I, I ran into. Uh, but I want to show you kind of what we have. And as this continues, we're going to go back and look at it in future episodes as well. Um, what we have here is um, these boards here are all... Um, custom made and our surface mount parts you can see the parts that are on them uh, I probably could need to zoom in a little bit to show you more um, but on the back of these you see the parts and then the buttons are on the front side and you you can kind of tell on the camera basically also right now it's cycling through them uh, changing the buttons from red to green it's just, it's just my test program to make sure what I had done um, actually works and it's all I2C so this is all being done with four wires to every board. It's a uh, five volts in ground, and then you have SCL and SDA. And these are all going to this breadboard. And all the breadboard is doing is tying them together. So you see this one long strip, uh, that is all five volts. And then over here is all ground, and over here is all SCL, and then SDA over here. If you look at the actual Arduino, you see there's only two wires right here. And this is a mega, by the way. Um, Here's five volts in ground, and then here's your SDA SCL. So all this stuff's working off of two wires. And this, uh, the chips that I'm using, um, the one can do up to eight devices on a, uh, our I2C run. The other one can do more than the other one can do. I don't know what it is. What would that be? Do math in my head. Um, be like 32, no, 64 devices on it. So there's two chips on the back of these. Um, one is the same chip we used last week in the show, uh, and the other one is an, an LED driver. So we're using the same uh, 28037 that we used last week for input for the buttons, and then we're using the LED driver, which is an NXP chip. I don't remember the exact 9375 or something like that. I can't remember the exact part number. But that's what's controlling the, the colors, and it can do um, up to 16 uh, LEDs. So there's two LEDs per, per light or per button, so you get the different colors. So as uh, so I keep working on this, we'll we'll come back to that and and show that a little bit more. So um, the other thing tonight we're going to talk about is a time lapse camera controller. That's we're going to do that in the second half. Uh, in the beginning half here, we've actually gotten some emails from people, and I want to show some uh, stuff that we've gotten because it's actually very very interesting. And we actually have another question we're going to answer as well. So um, 
Jason Hayes has been working on this um, garage door opener, and I'm going to bring it up here and we'll show it to you. He, uh, It's an RFID reader. It's kind of based off our, our, our RFID show that we had, and he wants to be able to open his garage door uh, using RFID. And I don't know if there's a keypad on it or not. We, um, he doesn't show that if there is. But basically what you're seeing here is uh, the inside. You see the garage door a little bit there to the right. Uh, he has these nice boxes. Uh, he put all of his, his stuff in. And here you see it open. There's the uh, LCD display. It's the same four-line display that we've used you know, in the show. And then down here you see that he has his, um, the Arduino and a relay shield on top of it. And... Going back and you'll see it actually in operation as well. So there it is, swipe the key, or he has a master key uh, that he can program additional keys with. And I don't know where his RFID reader actually is. I haven't seen it in here anywhere. I don't know if it's outside. Uh, I'm assuming it's outside. He wants to get into the garage. And then he has his um, all of his text. So that's what um, he created. Um, from Fawfully the RFID show that we had. I don't remember what episode that even was. I should have looked probably before uh, we got started here. So that's kind of neat. It's nice to see some things that people have created with it. And that was something we, oh, got, yeah. we got this yeah. week. Now, I got one other one, and I kind of want to answer this question because I've experienced this before. Let me go back over to my email. If I can find my email, there it is. Too many things open. So I have gotten an email from David Spaulding, and he wants to create a garage door closer. So like if the garage door is open too long, it'll close. Uh, he said he just ordered uh, a few Arduino compatible boards, and uh, he got, I guess it was some of the Indi Indiegogo boards, maybe the one that I got here too, maybe what it is. Um, and he's trying to learn everything before before they arrive, but he, he liked to build a garage door monitor and closer. So he wants to mount the project on the garage ceiling above the garage door, uh, so he can tell when it's raised by using a proximity sensor. Um, the one of the early episodes I did actually showed a proximity sensor, and uh, he wants to use something like that to tell if the door is open or closed. So I've done something like this before, but not using an Arduino. So. I'm kind of big in the home automation stuff, and I had this in the old house. This house we moved into like a year and a half ago where we are now. It doesn't have this. But um, I had a magnetic garage door sensor on the bottom and a contact closure that went into, um, I don't remember if it was X10 or not. It might have been X10. Uh I typically don't use X10 because it's one way a one-way protocol, but it might have been X10. Anyways, when the garage door was open, it would send a signal to the home automation system with turn on a light in the house, letting us know that the garage door was open to remind us it was open. So we had this when we built this house a year and a half ago, we had this sensor that's actually on the garage door. And when it goes up, it's supposed to tell us that the garage door is up, but it's never worked right. And it's just frustrating. It sits there and blinks all the time saying something's wrong. So um I'm been thinking about creating something like this as well. So uh, I'm interested to see what Dave does with this because that can be something interesting uh, for me. I've never done like with an Arduino before, um, but I've considered an Arduino and like a Zigbee that let me know in the house that the garage door is still open and even like a remote button to close it. So uh, Dave, if you if you uh, get this working, I'd really be really curious to see uh, what you do with it. 
sounds like a really neat uh really neat thing let me see what uh oh he has a link here to the indiegogo let me see what it is real quick it's a nine dollar arduino compatible starter kit Looks like it looks like an Arduino. <laughs> but although it's white. Here, Rob, I'll put this in the in the chat room. You can go look at it too. So we lost Bob, trying to get him back now. I didn't know you were gone. How yeah, long, how long uh, were you gone? My feed crashed. Oh. Ah, the the joys of a, a live show. Yep. That's right. So All right, well, I'm getting ready to send you uh a link. In the chat room, this is the uh, Arduino he's he's looking at using. It's nine dollars. Okay. It looks a lot like a regular Arduino, like an open source Arduino, but it's made by Borderless Electronics. All right. So, anyways. <laughs> Uh, definitely let us know how that how that goes, uh, Dave. And if you have questions, let us know too. We definitely can help you out with something like that. I'd be really interested to see how how it turns out for you. Um, it says in here you, you're really new to electronics. So um, one of the things you mentioned about was using a relay or using a transistor. I would think for what you're trying to do with the garage door opener, you probably want a relay. Um, but you're going to need a transistor also because more than likely the, the relay would draw too much power for the pin on the Arduino. So um, if you look back at the episode that we did on, let's see, what was it? Oh, it was the... Um, well, we did the show on relays. That was, uh, what, 23? I was thinking I 20, 26, maybe. I'm going to look right now because um, that would give you a good uh, description of how to use... Uh, a transistor to control a relay. Oh, you're right. It was 23 with the with the eight relays, but we also showed it again in the thermostat one. Yes, and 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 if he's powering the garage door opener, it's going to be a bigger relay than what we were using. And yes, you would need a for sure. You would need a transistor with a bigger relay. Right. So let me get. I'll get, see. I'll get the exact um, show. That first show that we did when we used the relays, that was right on the edge of what an Arduino, with a single relay, that was right on the edge of what an Arduino could do. And then we did the eight relay and we powered that with the, um, uh, oh, I just lost the uh, part number. Yeah, so it's... We did the, we, we did the five volt circuit. Right, so it's episode twenty-five. We did LCD thermostat, and it had it showed how to use um, a transistor to control a relay. So, you're, to answer your question, you're going to need both. I would think. I don't know what the the 
contact closure voltages on on a garage door opener. Uh, but I would guess it'd be more than a transistor. transistor a transistor would work. Wouldn't work. There is the possibility. I'm going to show a, a different kind of relay tonight that might work as well. All right. Um, and I don't know how old his son is. He said his son, and we're going to learn um, the Arduinos. There is actually a good book for kids. Have you ever, let's see what's it called? The Arduino Adventures. Have you ever heard of that, Bob? No, I have not. It's I just found it on I just found it on this uh, on this page. But no, I've not heard of this. It's actually a story, and the kids are, are have to make things to get these uh, this boy and girl who are in this um, museum where that fell. They went away from their their schoolmates as they're walking through, and they got into trouble and trying to get out of this. Um, so you have to make like little things to get out. It's escape cool. from escape from Gemini Station. Actually, I bought the book because my um, nine year old nephew is interested in learning this kind of stuff. So uh, I figured it'd be a good good thing for him. And uh, you can you can buy a kit. In the end, you actually make a robot, like a two wheeled robot. The very last thing you do. It's kind of a neat book. But anyways, depending on how old his kids are, I could definitely recommend that. It's it's really easy to read. Here I got it. Actually, I have it right here. Found it. It's uh well, it's thirty one dollars if you buy from Amazon. I don't I don't remember. I'm I'm pretty sure I probably what I paid. I just don't remember how much it was. I just bought it because I saw what it was. Okay. So let's see. Do, do I have any other viewer emails that I want to go through? Uh, Jason and Dave. Okay. So, um, Bob did mention earlier that. I don't know if we were on the air or pre-show or not, that uh, we've actually gotten uh, an email from a guy named John Hall who works for NXP Semiconductors, um, who um, they make I2C-type products. And uh, I'll look through the site today. There's a couple things that are interesting. I'm going to try to see if I can maybe get the timer and a few other things. He mentioned in his original email that they have, they have some LED drivers and LCD drivers. I'm kind of curious about the LCD drivers. We've been using these piggyback boards that um, I've had two of them die on me already, so I don't know if it's the boards or that's something I'm doing to him, doing to them. So I may see what he has as an option there as well. So uh, I owe John an email back as well. And maybe at some point we can get maybe get him on the show. He's actually in California, so at his time right now it would be 5.18, right? No, 6.18. So maybe some uh, some Monday evening, maybe we can get him on the on the show and talk with us. See if he would be willing to to do that. All right, and we lost Bob again. Getting Bob back. Yeah, it's that kind of show. We have vintage vaults in the uh, chat room. 
The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. Please. All right. Well, we'll wait for him to call me back. All right. So I think we kind of did what I wanted to do in the beginning of the show and thank everybody. And let me go ahead and do this. I'm going to uh, make some space over here. I'm going to unplug the other project that's running or just move it out of the way. And oh, there he is. There you are. There, here I am. <laughs> oh, the Skype gremlins. Well, I think uh, I'd, it's it'd be nice to blame Skype, but I think this was a. Uh, uh, I think I'm losing a router, so I switched to my backup. Oh, okay. Well, I was just starting to get to. Um, I'm going to bring the camera controller over and uh, kind of go through it. Okay. I was waiting for you to come back on. So let's go over here and take a look at it. It's actually a very simple thing. This is one of the shields that we created. And um, what you see it doing right now, it's running. I don't know what the time really is. Let me see if I can go look at the time and see how many seconds it's running. Right now it's running six second intervals. So you, you see right here is... Uh, well, first of all, four buttons, and the buttons are turn this off or on. So right now, the, the timer is not running. Uh, then we have the increase time, the decrease time, and take a picture now. So you do this, take a picture right now. We have a relay, and this relay is a solid-state relay, so there's no moving parts in it. And we have a photo sensor, and we have the plug that connects to the camera. So the other thing we have over here is an I2C plug. And the reason I mentioned earlier about I'm having these problems with my LCDs is I had an LCD that just stopped working, and I couldn't get to work. And I tried other things that used to work, and it didn't work either. So I think I had a bad LCD. So we're actually going to show you on the screen, on the screen uh, in the serial monitor what this is doing. But basically, if I uh, turn this back on, and I increase the time, let's go up to 10 seconds, for example. And when we wait the 10 seconds, you'll see the light start blinking in the last second. And then you'll see this LED and then this LED come on. And what it is, is this is focus and then this is the shutter. So um, it's different for each camera, but in general, what I did is I waited 200 milliseconds, which is supposed to be enough time for a camera to focus, the modern camera to focus. And that's why you see it go 200 milliseconds down. And like I said, you can hit this button and it'll take it immediately. And this is increases the time and decreases the time. So um, the only reason I used a solid state was because I wanted to demonstrate the solid state. And it works just like a regular relay. This one actually has two relays in it. So on this side, you have the two uh, inputs that trigger the relay. And then on this side, the two, there are these two connect together. And then these two connect together. Uh, to equal two different relays. And the photo sensor, although I'm not really using it for this one, you could use it so you want to wait till it gets, uh, after it gets so dark, you want to stop. Or you want to wait till it gets so light in the morning to catch a sunrise, you could set it to wait uh, till a sunrise comes up. Um, I didn't write any of that programming into, into this shield, though. Okay, so let's go look at the uh, serial output. And what you're seeing right here is... Um, the blinking, every time it blinks on or off, I'm putting the word smile out there. And it basically then comes down and does the, the takes the picture, and then it tells you what mode it is in the timer, what it's set to. So I'm going to go ahead and turn the mode off. 
So that's me hitting the top button. So now it won't take any more pictures until I turn it back on again. And then if I increase the time, you can see how many seconds it's going to go up and it's going to wait that long. Or I can decrease the time. I can go, uh, let's say, down to three seconds, two seconds. Let's go two seconds. And when we look at it, you're going to see how fast it really goes. So it's much faster. So on that's the, pretty cool. On the on the screen, I actually gave you the mode and the time and everything, uh, but I can't show you the screen. I'll go through the program and you'll see that you'll actually see the the, the code for this. It's actually a very simple uh, code. So let's look through the code here. And if you look through the code, I defined uh, the LEDs, and I don't know why I did this when I designed it. I made them four, seven, and three. I think originally I was trying to do some PWM stuff which and made them these pins because they were pulse width modulation pins. Um, but I don't necessarily remember why I did that. Then we have buttons uh, 1, 2, 3, and 4. And those I did put 8, 9, 10, and 11. We have our focus pin, which basically this pin goes high when it's time to focus, which takes the relay and closes the relay. And a camera uses a contact closure. Um, if you're using a Canon camera, most Canon cameras, except for mine, use a eighth inch stereo plug. And if you're using like a Sony, it's a it's a small like it's a sixteenth, like a two eighths inch um, plug. So it's a little bit smaller than what the, the Canon uses. So the they use the sleeve is common. The tip is always the the take, and the focus is the middle between. So it would be the ring, the ring, and the TRS plug is tip, ring, and sleeve. It'd be the ring side of that part of that. And then our first sensor is on analog zero. And then we have our initial timer interval of 10 seconds. And we set our current timer. And we'll get through the code. You'll see why I do this. Because if you don't do this, it'll take a picture. So we set this up above what the default one second is. And then we use this Boolean alternator. That's how we blink it. And we'll walk through the code. And you'll see that down here in a little bit. And then we have our mode, and we set it the default is of stop. See right here we define mode stop. It's equal to zero, and mode run equal to one. We set it default to zero, so when it comes on, it won't take pictures right away. And then here I init the LCD display, and I define my pins. And Oxy, here's as Bob mentioned uh, in one of our emails. He's back. <laughs> uh, as Bob mentioned in one of our emails, I had a hit here twice, which didn't hurt anything, but it wasn't needed. So I took that out right there. And uh, as I was having a problem with this, my display, the I2C display, the Arduino would get to like right here or right here. I don't know exactly where, and it would lock up. And I wouldn't be able to tell that if it, if it locked up or not. So I created this startup sequence. So when it first starts up, it does this little dance of the lights and everything. Uh, just so that I know it got past it. And it looks like it in there because it's kind of neat looking. So it doesn't really do anything other than blink the LEDs a couple times. Okay, so here's what we do with uh, the timer. If we are in the run mode, we take our current timer and subtract it by one. Uh, and when we get down to less than a thousand, so we know that um, we're in one second because this is done in, in one millisecond loops. We know we have one second left, then we come in and we do this blinker. So you see the blinker, um, and because if I did it at one millisecond intervals, you'd never see it blink. So I just I slowed it down to 100 milliseconds, and the way I did that without inter interrupting the code cycle is I just create another counter called blinker, 
and I increase blinker by one and I'm gonna get greater than 100, I alternate the LED and set blinker back to zero. So every 100 milliseconds, it turns it off or on the opposite of what it currently is. If you put a weight in here, uh, it would basically stop the code from running and your timer would be wrong. So you have to let it run uh, without affecting the loop, which is why I did it this way. And you see right here, I am basically turning the uh, LED on or off, depending on what alternator is. Because right here, I'm setting it on or off, uh, basically saying it's the opposite of what it currently is by doing that. All right, and then we come, if it's if it's not a second within a second, we basically say if mode is equal to run, then I want the light to be on solid, and if it's not equal to run, I want it to be off. That's how I tell if it's running or not. So I set it to off. And if current timer gets equal to zero, what I do is uh, set, the, set the new timer. And the reason I do that first is because I don't want the time I'm waiting uh, for the camera to take its picture to affect the next picture time. So if something would happen that you had to slow it down because it was going to take more than half a second to take a picture, maybe you have a really slow focus, it would still be exactly 10 seconds next time I did it again. So I do this first. So I'm not waiting on the camera, camera speed. Then I call take photo, which we'll walk through take photo here in a little bit. I then uh, show the mode on the LCD and uh, show the current timer value on the LCD. And then I come down and I read this point. If you got this far, it's already done the picture, uh, which is the time sensitive item. And it's going to now check the buttons. And if you have button one pressed, it's going to toggle the mode. Toggle mode basically turns it off or on. Uh, we'll walk through that when we get down here. And the other thing I did uh, is add a delay of 250 milliseconds. This is mainly for debounce. It could actually be longer than this, I think, because uh, I've had times where it's turned off and on really fast because I held the button too long. And the other thing I do is if you ch change the mode, I reset the timer back to whatever your 10 seconds or whatever your default is because I don't want you to start up and only have a second left and take a picture. So I wanted to start from the beginning. So I reset the timer at this point. And then we have button two, which increases the time. Again, here's a debounce. And then again, I set the current timer. So if you increase the timer, it won't, if you're at one second left, it'll reset back to whatever the new timer value is. And I do the same thing with decrease time. And then button four simply just does take photo. It calls take photo. And then I delay one millisecond. So that's how I know that if I go around a thousand times, I'm roughly a second. Now, the, it's not exactly a second. Uh, it's not exactly a millisecond because you got other things that are going on in here. But roughly, you're, you're about a second or about a millisecond. Okay, so toggle mode very simply just uh, reverses the mode. If, it's, if mode is equal to uh, zero, then I make it equal to one. And if it's equal, that means if it's not that, it means it's already equal to one. I set it to zero and I just display the mode on the LCD. And show mode, now you see what I've done here is I've added serial. Originally, I didn't have this serial in here until my LCD stopped working. But uh, I am printing to the serial port the same things I would print to the screen. And I'm setting my LCD cursor to the very first position, first line. And I then displaying what mode. Is it either mode off or mode on? And you can see I'm also printing to the serial port uh, off or on. And then we have increase time. Very simply, I increase the timer interval. And then I do a show timer and decrease time. The only additional thing in decrease time is I make sure it's greater than one because I don't want to decrease it to zero because that would mean I just constantly take pictures over and over and over again. And then show timer very, very much like the show mode, uh, prints out to the serial port as well as puts on the screen at line one position zero. 
uh, or column zero, the timer value, current timer value. And then there is the the working part, which is take photo, and all it does is it it prints, and in this case, I printed to the C report, uh, Chapao, which is a reference from my nine year old nephew. I think it's one of the cars, and cars does that when he takes a picture. So involved the nine year old nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they could contribute to your code. Yeah, that's that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and then I I write to um, LED two, uh, saying it's focusing. And I turn it on, and then I run the focus pin high. I wait for 100 milliseconds, and then I send LED3 high. See, I'm going to take you know the shutter, and then do take pin when it goes high, and that would make the shutter uh, take its picture. And then I wait half a second, and then I turn all that back off again. And So if you had a camera that had a really long exposure time, you could change that value. Absolutely. And everything would work still. Right, absolutely. Most okay. cameras will do that for you automatically now, but if you have an older, older style camera, it will you hold it open as long as you need to. Okay. So I didn't make any adjustments for shutter time because uh, the camera I was going to do use does it automatically. You could, you tell it when to take it, and it does everything else from that point on for you. But the older cameras, you're right; it holds it. You need to hold a shutter open longer, so you have to adjust your your shutter time. So you could add another variable to this to adjust for that. Okay. All right, and then the very last thing is just the fun thing I did for a startup sequence, and I just print out to the serial line hello, just so I knew that it got that far. Uh, because, like I said, I was when the LCD was plugged in, it would just would like freeze. I couldn't tell how far how far it got, so I just wrote two little loops that uh, blink the LEDs. And actually, I can show you um, the LEDs what they do. It's just a little dance it does. Um, Nothing fancy, just a little dance. But that's all this little routine does, and then that's that is the end of the code. It's not there's not a lot to this. It's actually it's only um, two hundred and forty five lines long, and that's a lot of extra stuff in there at the top. That's a lot of comments at the very top. Actually, I guess I still got to add comments right there. You see where I never went back in and put them back in. All right, what do you think, Bob? It looks pretty good. It's a neat one. I, I can't wait till my my plug gets here because I want to. I really do want to want to play with it because I'm, I'm I've always wanted to do time lapse stuff. I never really had a chance to do it before. So I'm I've done like slow speed stuff, but uh, not like on an actual camera. I've always used like a video camera and then just slowed it down. So yeah, I'm trying to think of a application where I could use it. Well, well, you, I mean, if you think about it, it can do a lot more. I it's I designed it to be a camera controller but it can control anything anything that's contact closure it wouldn't have to be a camera true so i mean the leds are regular leds there's nothing special about them their buttons are regular buttons and the relays are regular relays so you could pretty much make anything out of it that you wanted wanted would have to be you know a camera controller that's the yeah, cool that's, that's a cool right. that's the cool yeah. thing about this stuff you know you can make anything you want it's kind of neat all right so uh, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash techzentv. And uh, we also have um, our Twitter. And it is, let's see, where'd it go? There we go. It's a TechZenTV too. <laughs> but we also start to use hashtags. So I mentioned this last week. Um, if you do tweet, uh, make sure you use the let's make it hashtag. And I am, have a monitor set up so that I can uh, I get notifications when, when they come up and I can 
Uh, if you have questions or whatever, you can you can ask them there as well, and we'll answer back. Uh, and I haven't talked to Bob about this yet, but we may have to do something special with the hashtag here in the near future as well. Okay. Uh, a Facebook, facebook.com slash TechZenTV. If you uh, have a Facebook account, uh, go out there and hit the like button. That uh, allows you to follow us through Facebook and get updates that way as well. We do update that uh, page uh, pretty regularly. A lot of it's automatic, but it's uh, pretty regular updates as far as new episodes and new shows and things like that as well. Um, also, uh, if you want the show notes for this show, and I'll put this code out there and, uh, and links to everything we talked about today, you just can go to uh, tech-zen.tv or just let's make it.tv. It'll take you right to the right to the page as well. And this show is recorded live, and tonight we actually have people in the chat room with us, so it's nice to have people. Um, also, we got uh, Vintage Volts and JC in the chat room, in addition to Bob and I. So it's nice having everybody uh, there, and you know, come back next week at 9 p.m. Uh, on a Monday night, and it's 9 p.m. Eastern, so I'm not sure. I know JC's actually in my time zone. We talked about that a little bit earlier, but I'm not sure where uh, Vintage Volts is located. So, all right, and this was episode 33, and it's uh, recorded on, today is 8-19. And, you know, Bob, when you went to school, when did you start school back? When did I start school? Yeah, like when you were in in elementary school or or high school, when did school start up for you? Oh, um, usually Labor Day. Yeah, our school went back but today. I'm, but I'm old, too, so. Well, I'm, I'm old, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we we didn't start start quite this early. Yeah, that that kind of wigged me out a little bit this morning. Whenever um, I saw all school buses and my neighbors' kids are on the school bus, so I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't expecting to to see that. So because um, I used to not go to school until that, the day after Labor Day or the Tuesday after Labor Day, maybe even. So. Yeah, I, I would uh, since I spent my summers at Boy Scout camp, I I would leave at Memorial Day and I wouldn't get back till Labor Day. So I'd, I'd, I'd be gone all summer. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't go to camp or anything, but, um, yeah, I just couldn't believe this morning when I, I saw that, the, then getting on the school bus, I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> and then everybody started a little earlier than we are. Uh, schools down here in Texas don't start for a little while longer, but it's almost here. Yeah. That's crazy. And it's also, I don't know what it's been like down there, but here it's been very cool and wet. Very unusually cool. In fact, we the other day we had mid forties at night in August. And that is not normal. <laughs> so that's like, not normal. <laughs> no, that's not normal. It was cold. I mean, it was, that's just not normal for me. So uh, something weird is going on. School starting early. Fall started already. Although I think the mark was back up in the nineties again. But it's been not above seventy for like the last week and a half here during the day. So a little, little bit weird. A little bit weird. Well, it's been it's been nice down in Texas. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to cover tonight, Bob? I think that's it for tonight. All right. Well, that was a quick one. 39 yeah. minutes. All right. We'll see everybody next week. Good night. Night. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the TexN.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the techzen.tv website and get the show details. You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. 
You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.